Welcome. I'm Sarah Pollack. And I'm Quinn Faison. And together, we coach parents of preteens, teens, and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that. And when the going got tough, the P was for many things and always for practice, patience, and pause. The work that we do now as coaches has the full support and approval of both of our amazing children and teachers, Allie and Harrison. So if you're a parent, you've come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your children, which will improve your relationships. We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where learning is in the pause and perfection is found in the practicing. Let's get moving. Hi, and welcome back or welcome to the Plan P podcast, which we say slowly because it's a tongue twister. And, you know, as the days get colder and shorter, we are thinking about the holidays and trying so. not to panic. <laughs> they get well, confused this time of year. I was going to say, I don't panic because you do most of the planning. <laughs> <laughs> now you know the truth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. And I want to remind everyone that we're grateful to have you here as we enter into this holiday season, but always. And we don't have a magic pill. We don't sell anything that will solve everything or anything overnight. And you each get to live your own life. And we're just really grateful that you take the time and think there is value because we are here because of you, because we wish that there was someone in coaching and in podcasting who would have sort of given us a little guidance when our kids were teenagers. Yeah. We often say um, there was lots of support when they were toddlers and and then there was none when oh man when when you're pregnant there's no end of support then you have them and it gets a little thinner and by the time they're teenagers you're like staring into a vast canyon and i think some of that is that by then we think we should know how to do it absolutely and so So does everyone else. Everyone else thinks we should know how to do it too. Right. So there's less help available because you're not in the moment to be teachable, supposedly. But you are. So are you. So are we. So are we. I was going to say, because every moment can be a teachable moment. And neuroplasticity is a thing. So if you think you're stuck, you may be stuck, but you can get moving again. Yeah. So. Things always change. So. So in some places in the country, it's getting colder. Here, it's sort of, you know, staying the same. (laughs) We like it when it gets cold because it's much easier for me to get into the holiday spirit if it's not 70 degrees. So as the days grow colder here in these United States, and we prepare to panic. (laughs) Well, we don't prepare to panic, but we do end up panicking because we're not prepared. And so some of this week we're going to talk about some things you can do to prepare. Yep. How to how to start planning. Start recognizing what I, I think last week we talked about trying to recognize what you wanted and where your pressure points were. Hmm. So, yeah. So to continue on that it's like so 
part of the planning is, okay, so what do you want? What are, are the people going to ask you, you know, like, what do your parents want? What do your kids want? What do your cats want? Yeah. Want. I mean, the, spouse all wants. those, all those places that we talked about giving pressure all have their, the pressure is that they have their own desires of your time right. and attention. And this is a family time. And so plans will be made. And I'm going to reference the previous podcast once again, just to say that if you're feeling under pressure, it is not a good time to start planning. Right. Uh, feeling under the gun, making decisions. Yeah, not the optimal time. <laughs> Unless you want the exploding turkey, not a good idea. So what plans do you want to make? Do you know what plans are your responsibility to make? Who do you need to include in making the plans? Who do you want to include in making the plans? Because there are no ends of plans, right? There are dinners. There is, when does everyone open their stocking? If you go, I mean, you know, everyone's got their different ways of doing right. this and, season. And there are lots of things that are traditional. So it's the way you've always done them. And some of those come from the way your parents did them. Every year is an opportunity to reassess that, mm. right? The, as the kids get older, some of those traditions may not work as well. Right. I was trying to remember the other day. I'm like, what did the kids do? Because on Christmas Eve, I was like, maybe Allie always went over to their best friend's house because that's where they lived most of their high school <laughs> years. And then I was like, oh, no. Back to that blended family thing. Typically... They ended up spending Christmas Eve there, and then everyone came over here for Christmas morning. Or they, I was going to say, there being year. being the other parents' house, right. right? Yes, they were at their other parents' house a lot of Christmas Eves, and as they got to be high schoolers, I think that may have changed some. Yeah, I think we gave them more um, ability to choose where they were going to be. Right, and getting back to the plan thing, their other parent and I made lots of plans, which. We were going to alternate. That happened a couple of times. Twice in 10 years or so. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So, you know, you make plans and there are lots of plans to be made this holiday season. So it might be helpful even as a parent of a teen to sort of look at your list. What are the plans that need to be made? And then how many of them do you want to make with your kids? What other parties are involved? Right. Because... Grandparents are a thing. Siblings are a thing. Aunts, uncles, cousins. Yeah. No, there are a lot of a lot of constituencies to try to make happy, which is part of why it's such a pressured-filled thing. And and one of the things I would advocate, and I'm not sure how well we did this. <laughs> so many things we're not sure well, how well we did. Is to ask your kids what their favorite parts and least favorite parts of the holidays are so that you can try to incorporate the favorite things and maybe lose the un the least favorite things if if you want to. But no. asking them what they like and don't like, you're not saying this is what we'll do or won't do. It's just sort of gauging what some of those things are that you might think about changing. I think you're right. I don't think we did that. I wish we had been listening to this podcast <laughs> 10, 11, 12 years ago, because I think that is really in that way that they are becoming adults and really, really wanting to be seen and heard for their ideas, right. for their perspective. 
I think you're brilliant. <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, I do think that that making it not about oh, I'm going to change plans around this, but it will give you a gauge of, I mean, there may be the thing that all of you don't like, but just do because you've always done it, you know? And there are some people who you may not want to, I mean, there's something, some family members in that who's on the naughty list relative wise and who's on the nice (laughs) list relative wise, there may be some things that you can't plan. No one wants to go and guess what? We're going. Yeah. And the kids are going and the parents are going and you know, everyone does that one thing. And and then you can have that con- that honest conversation rather be, than being the parent who makes the children go say, if you open it up in the way that Quinn has just suggested, it may come out that no one wants to go over the hills, the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, but everyone's going to go and you can have an honest conversation with them about what it is that's hard for them. Maybe there are things that can be done to make it less hard yeah. to relieve everyone's tension and pressure and just accept that that 24 hours or that eight hours or however long it is, we're all going to buck up and take one for the team. Right. Right. So yeah, planning, it's a thing, you know, at plan P it will come as no shock to everyone. We're big on a plan. (laughs) Well, and we're also big on a plan B. And C. Well, and C. But but to know, to have escape routes, (laughs) that's the way I think about it. Like, (laughs) if this starts to go wonky, and -hmm. and there may be several ways it could go wonky, you're not going to be able to anticipate all of those. But what's the thing that you'll do instead? Or what's the thing that you can, you know... Slide in, slide with. in with, so that when things go askew, which which they no doubt happen, um, you have some tricks up your sleeve. You have other plans. You don't go into panic mode when Plan A doesn't work out. Right, so and so doesn't get to such and such at exactly eight on the dot. Right, when you don't leave the house at exactly ten, you actually have teenagers, so you don't leave till noon. <laughs> Well, and and the the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, plans made on the fly often are not that great. It's angsty and done out of that angst rather than with real thought. And sometimes those can go, sometimes it's just, it becomes my way. Right. And everybody gets upset. Yes. I also think the thing about having a plan in advance and having a plan B, children and teenagers are still children mm-hmm. really thrive consistency mm. if you have a plan and to your point there may have been a way we do it consistently since the beginning of time but look it occurred to me to ask you now because <laughs> what you liked when you were eight you're 18 now maybe may not be the same thing <laughs> maybe the elf on the shelf really can come out of the room oh you did what with the elf on the shelf like you know, inviting them into the adult participating. We've been doing it consistently this way and back to your like and not like. But in that same way that we all benefit from consistency, children in particular, really, it makes them feel safe. Well, and I was always surprised at the things that the kids didn't want to change. Like I would think, (laughs) oh, you know, aren't we tired of 
seeing Elf, the oh movie, my God, the one movie more Elf. time. And never. We're never, year, just we for the record. To, yeah, we have in, to watch it. In our household. the thing, right? That is the movie. I really, Allie, actually, because I am, you know, I like the ones, I love Miracle on 34th Street. Right. And It's a Wonderful Life. Those just touch my heart and soul. So they've watched Miracle on 34th Street, not endlessly, because did I mention Elf? And the other one they liked was that one where, what's the one, ooh, who's in it? The car goes off the cliff. Dad dies and turns into a snowman. Oh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. I'm like, that's a really depressing movie. But it's not. But as a parent... Right, the parent dies. A, a, lot, okay. <laughs> a lot of children's movies start with a dead parent. Well, yeah, all I don't know of the, the Shirley ones. Temple ones, all a lot That's of true. you know the Disney ones. They really like Jack Frost for several years, but Elf is and Elf is a great movie. Personally speaking, it's a great movie. And, and now and now we watch. Um, Love. Oh, Love Actually. Love Actually. That's, I, that's the two of us. Frequently. We haven't but... watched Love Actually with the kids, I don't think. But maybe no. someday we'll propose it. <laughs> because it is. It's a good... I love Love Actually. Yes. Yeah, so... And I really, really wanted them to love It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Because that's just got such... I want you to know that Allie... We stopped watching that... Midway through? Oh, not even. Someone's <laughs> going to jump off a bridge. Allie is like, I'm not watching this movie. I'm absolutely not watching this movie. This is way too disturbing. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, that really. Is the movie. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes in, maybe. Yeah. Like, everything about that movie. How could this happen? And then, you know, the man beats the child because gives a cauliflower ear or whatever. I mean, like, I can't remember how many terrible things happen at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. And Allie was a sensitive child. We, you know, and then there's the fact that it's black and white. Yeah, yeah. They were not big into black and white. No. So the primary reason that we are having this particular podcast at this particular time of year is because this is a time where panic happens, pressure happens, and the more safe environment we can create with our children Mm. as they become teenagers together with them this is one of those places where you can start building new traditions yeah based on in some ways what they want so if i mean i'm pretty sure that there were definitely like new year christmas eve kids are like yeah i want to go over and hang out with friends and it's like okay you know everyone wakes up at a certain hour by the time the grandparents get here <laughs> no longer do they wake up at six and come screaming into the room no <laughs> That's one of the things that tends to happen. Right. They're not super excited about the stocking because really by the time they're teenager, they're like, is there any money in that stocking? <laughs> what I, else is in I, that stocking? I know stocking? that's just an orange at the foot. I know there's an orange <laughs> in the toe and the toothbrush at the top and everything in between is pretty much crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not getting, you know, sometimes stockings forget to be opened Yeah, by the time they're that age and you know the cost of the gifts so there aren't as many under the tree maybe because the cost, price tag has gone up right so things change and the more you can make a plan early the more you can include the kids in the planning and not take over and respect that they are changing and and find that place of common comfort mm. not everyone's going to get their way no there are going to be sacrifices and, and talking to them about the 
the pros and cons, the payoffs, the, right. you know, all of those things. And planning also with the other parent. Whether they are in separate houses, multiple yeah. houses, however many parent guardian types there are talking amongst the, because let's remember again, they are still the children. We are still the grownups. Right. We've gone to Christmas at our kid's house now. That was a great year. <laughs> Loved that. They cooked. Yeah. We didn't have to do anything but show up. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's good Things stuff. change. It's good stuff. In our family, there were, there was Quinn and I, and the kids have another legal parent who they spent Christmas Eve with a lot and sometimes Christmas Day with. But the thing that we did and I am not here to say it's right or wrong or good or bad. And I am here to say we didn't ever really talk to the kids about it. Mm. And that that was yet another parental miss. And, oh, I don't know. I never talked to you about it either. I was going to say, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. But I was inviting look. the other parent over. Oh, we did talk about it. Oh, good. I was vehemently against it and <laughs> lost every year. <laughs> Just because I thought... Um, it brought tension into what was already a tense holiday. And for me. Yeah, probably. So, so I chalked that sort of up to, right, I have a different holiday experience and I don't want my bah humbugness to. Oh, yeah, I'm married to, to Scrooge. To cover the everybody's experience. So I let myself lose that. But we did talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and you're not really Scrooge. I know no. that you're not really Scrooge no. actually at all at all because, oh, but hold on. Do we know about Scrooge? Scrooge wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> right? I mean, that's how that ends. Well, his it is hard because he's, he's not. No, he's a damaged person who's afraid of getting close to anybody because he's been hurt in the past. Know yeah. any people like that? <laughs> universal truth yeah so as we were planning this podcast it occurred to me that i would like to ask the kids that of course we didn't just so you know transparency here the kids know we're doing this the kids totally support our doing this and sometimes i'll ask them in random i didn't pick up the phone and or demand that they have dinner with us in order to discuss the horror of the holidays with them. <laughs> I'm sure that, so, you know, next year, keep listening to this podcast and we you will still be here next year. In 2024, you will find out just how wrong we did it. <laughs> ah, the humility is the whole thing. Well, you can't get everything right, no matter how hard you try. I really wanted to make, the holidays perfect for the children because that's what holidays are for, right? The holidays are all for the kids or, you know, maybe they're not. Christmas is all for the kids or, well, maybe it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is focused around the kids a lot and we all bring our own expectations about what that means. Ah, yes, to focus around the kids, they are. including the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and the cousins. I mean, everybody has their own expectation, even if it's oriented to the children. And we still have conflicting expectations about what that means. Right. 
And you're mentioning expectations is another reminder of why planning is really good. It sets everyone's expectations. Yeah, you can, you're clear. Hopefully you can lower those a little bit. Right. The turkey may come out the same time as the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and it may not. And there may not be a turkey. I was going to say, we have enough vegans in our... Yeah, it's a, that, trying to get the tofurkey and the turkey, forget it all. That we don't do the turkey anymore. Yeah, we often don't. And I know at least one person who set her oven on fire with the Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> there was no nothing that year. And there was the year that we did, we planned. I think we planned, actually, that we were just going to do the Jewish Christmas, which is we were going to go to the, we, we did Christmas morning. like, And then we went and did try, take out Chinese all in our matching PJs right? <laughs> for Christmas dinner. And, you know, I don't ever need to do that again. Right. There aren't that, the Chinese food on Christmas wasn't. Wasn't as good as the Chinese food when we get it from someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even from our favorite Chinese restaurant. But, you know, we tried it. Yeah. And now we know. So here's the thing about planning and plans changing and expectations. Mm. You know, we had a plan in 2014. Thanksgiving, we actually sent Harrison and Allie up to their other parents who, who was, they were living out of state at the time, their other parent. And that was done because we were talking to someone about wilderness therapy. And we wanted time, downtime to do that in and to probably process it as well. Yeah. Without the kids there. And I work weekend, worked weekends sometimes. I still do sometimes. <laughs> but back then I worked in retail. So this was, I had to go to work the day after Thanksgiving and I didn't want to leave Harrison alone in the house. I, right. We were at such a really hard place. And I recently looked over the letters back and forth with the different people who were involved in this. And, um, and one of them was a really nice thing. I said, you know, He's a really good kid in a bad-ish place. Mm -hmm. And I really, I'm so grateful that I really did get to the place where we were, which was a hard Thanksgiving. I, I don't even know what we ate that Thanksgiving. No idea. <laughs> Pretty sure we didn't celebrate at all. Yeah, I, I think we just ate whatever. Pasta. Like normal dinner. Italians. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a normal dinner because we were distracted by our plans. And on December 10th, when Harrison was 17 and a half year old, is when he got taken out of our home. So that is two weeks before December 24th. Yep. That was a hard holiday season. Yeah, you were crazy. <laughs> well, you were you were sure you didn't want to... Oh, uh, yeah. Then as, as Christmas approached, and my parents are still here in Alley is in San Francisco, but not living at home. And Harrison was in Utah. Right. And so I was like losing my mind. How can I be happy, jolly and joyous when all I can do is cry? Right. I was having a hard time. Right. I was so you didn't really want sad. a tree or any of the, the trimmings that went along with Christmas. Yeah. I was really like no tree. That's too happy for me. How can I possibly have a tree when one of my children isn't here? And my parents wanted to come over and do Christmas. Right, right. And we didn't ask Allie a damn thing. 
I'm pretty sure oh, I was yeah. so I... in my own self that nothing was discussed with anything. And I was just a mess. I was a mess. Yeah. Call it crazy. Call it just in transition. And, <laughs> and, and it's a hard time. It was a hard time to make that decision. I mean, it had to be made then. Things were really untenable in our house. Is untenable the right word? Yes, I think so. Yeah, we had gotten to a place where we didn't want to leave him for five minutes alone. So and it was time. Right. And the timing was hard because it was the holiday season. Right. And in that same way that holidays shine lights on sad things as well as good things. It's good things. This was a particularly challenging holiday season. Yeah. And then on December 24th at 5 p.m. <laughs> no, I think you decided at like 4 p.m. <laughs> that actually we needed a tree. So we went tearing out of the house trying to find a tree. And we went to one lot and it was closed. We All the lots were closing down. We because, went to like three different Christmas tree lots. it was Christmas lots. Eve. They were all going, going home, home to spend Christmas Eve with their families. We found one lot that was still, I mean, they hadn't quite, they were the last there was someone were in paying, there. So they hadn't locked the door yet. Well, I think the gate was shut. The gate was shut, but it wasn't locked. And the, and yeah. And so I was, able, I was sitting in the car weeping. I was able to run in and get, a Charlie Brown tree it was a wreath. No. <laughs> Do you remember now? <laughs> I think we had decided actually, as you say that, that to get a wreath just for the smell, because I, that's my thing. Like I think you, that's your thing. Yeah. Your thing was, look at me. I got a wreath. <laughs> Cause it's all about the smell. Your thing often is for yeah. you. It's about the wreath. And I burst into more deeper, louder tears. Right. Cause they didn't have any trees left. Well, they had one Charlie Brown tree, which we ended up getting. So you, in the best partner ever, <laughs> didn't well, no, slaughter I, me. Because I came back with a wreath. <laughs> right. But then you went back and you begged the woman for a Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. I think that's because we did have a Charlie up, Brown tree. Yeah. And I think she didn't charge us for it. I think she just was like, yes, go. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> trying to get out of here and no no one's gonna buy that tomorrow anyway so yeah like for me it might have been the worst christmas ever although there was the one where their other parent and i had a big fight that was that would have been awful. the year before <laughs> and you'll notice like the miracle is that we're laughing there's a christmas miracle for you you want a christmas miracle well, things... we made it through all those yeah exactly these are and not we, forever. And and it continued because then we got the tree and we put it on the table up, you know, right, hip height. And I think maybe, I mean, it really was a Charlie Brown tree. I don't know if we put ornaments on it or just lights. Uh, yeah, I think there was, yeah, I don't know. A few ornaments, not so many that it fell over, but yeah, a few of the... So we... And and then I felt a little spark of holiday joy. <laughs> like, oh, look, the magic of the little twinkly lights. <laughs> and then everyone came over and we did Christmas with me sort of. It was different. I don't remember Christmas Day that. I mean, we did Christmas Day late. Right. And we did 
somehow or other get a Christmas dinner on the table. I have no idea what that was. No. Maybe it was pasta again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like pretty much low standards. No one have any expectation of anything. Although I probably did try and rise to the occasion from for the grand for the my parents. Yeah, and they may have brought something. They I mean, may have brought not necessarily yeah. the whole Ugh. the whole meal, but that was so awful. That whole Christmas was so awful. I was such a mess. I was trying to be okay to make my parents know that I was okay. Right. Because that is, in some ways, my role in the family, too. Yes. I, I, Sarah's okay. I mean, it was 14 days in, 15 days in by that time. We had spoken with people who had spoken with Harrison. I don't know if we'd spoken with him yet. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe we had once. We might satellite have by a satellite phone. phone. And I said something at dinner about how hard it was to sort of find this balance of feeling so torn apart and so grateful because there we were sitting at our table with people we loved with good food i mean there's gratitude to that every i mean right we don't say grace every night but there is gratitude every with every meal yeah and this one is it was confusing and Allie burst into tears in one of my least proud parenting moments Allie said Everyone's talking about Harrison. No one's mentioning that this is the first Christmas without their other parent being there. Right. So, yeah, the holidays can be hard. Parenting can be hard. Being a teenager can be hard. Being a child of anyone, any age, can be hard. And things change. Yeah. It also doesn't have to always be. Well, and, you know, if you don't, if you allow somebody to have their grief for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you get to move through it. And we did. Yeah. When we do talk to the kids about some of the Christmases, it may be not all good, not all pretty. But if you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't go away. Right. Not, not, not talking about it doesn't make it disappear. It's that notion of looking in the rearview mirror and not driving while you're staring there. Right. Glancing. Glancing. Checking. Is everyone okay? Is there, you know, checking your mirrors. And looking where you're going. Planning. Making a plan. So, with that said, planning is not etching it in stone. It's just sort of planning the route. It's just sort of... Mm. What's the ideal way that we're going to navigate this? <clears throat> because things will continue to change forever. Parents grow older. We will grow older and older and older. We don't know when that will change. And um, But as we said, we've already gone to the kids' house once for Christmas, so things are shifting. Yeah. And Our house is no longer the center of holidays. Yeah. Things keep changing. Yeah. It's 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 a wonderful thing to allow them to do that and to be honest about the past mm-hmm. and honest in the present and bring the kids in. Welcome them. Hear what they have to say and listen. Listen and learn. Don't just listen and then shut them down. Listen. At the in I think it was 
last week's podcast. I'm like, here are some, some, let me think about it. Okay. Right. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Uh, let me, let, let's, can we reconvene on these plans next week? Let's make right. a plan to keep planning. Right. Right. Taking your time around it, but still moving forward. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the practice of the week, which is just, and again, to bring awareness this week, as you make decisions, what's important about it and what's just your preference, because the more that Mm. you can pull apart what really matters from what's just something you would like to have happen, the more flexible you can be with your plans because you know where your bottom line is and where it's just, you know, what, how you'd like it. And maybe that can change so that somebody else can get something they need. It's a right. time of giving. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be clear is this is about any decision. Yeah. This is not necessarily holiday specific. What practicing is, these are tools that you can use in life no matter what the season. Right. So as you're making decisions, just to say it again, try to say it clearly, as you're making decisions, what's important to you about this and what's just your preference about how things will go so that you get practice at separating those two things out. So when you're planning, you know what's really important to have happen and what's just what you would like to have happen. And this can work for dinners. Any dinner, not just a holiday dinner. What are we doing? What's the plan for dinner tonight? Yeah, it's it's helped me get better at communicating what, when we get to those decision points or planning points, telling you what I really want to have happen versus what, if you ask me what I would do on my own, which is a different, allows you to weigh in on what you would like. Right, it gives me clarification and it, because you, this is what you'd like this is what you're willing yeah because we often talk to each other and 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 can get in places that neither of us want to be because we're both trying to make the other one happy so yeah it's about being clear with yourself first of all about what will make you happy yep and we don't go out to dinner every night, despite the fact that we might both prefer it (laughs) because there's other, I mean, there are lots of factors in a decision. Right. When we get to the restaurant, I still have trouble making a decision. Yes. Cause you know, it may be the last time ever that I'll have insert what it it can be something healthy or it could be the fried pickles. (laughs) You know, do you want the salad? Do you want the fries? That's a decision every single time. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) So practice, practice. Yeah. Because change takes time. Patience. And practice. Practice, practice. So keep practicing this week, bringing awareness to all your decisions. Flexibility will help this time of year. And always have a good week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, 
or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok at Plan P is for. If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at planp.us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at planp.us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See you next week.